On today's show, we'll break down each of the grand final series hosted here in Townsville over the weekend. The QBL award winners have been announced, so we'll discuss those. Seabull have made a change and Basketball Australia are going to bring back Australian Championships, so I'll have a chat about that one. And we'll also talk about Cameron Tregar's move to Rockhampton. All that and more right here on the Long and Short QBL podcast. QBL podcasts of 2018 and uh, two pretty good grand finals hosted here in Townsville and uh, obviously my Townsville Heat getting up 2-0 over Cairns which was a very tight series um, and the Southern Districts women up over the uh, the Flames 2-0. What do you think about those two series for starters? Oh look I mean it was a before I even talk about the series it was you know, just over the moon to go back to back. True, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we're only the fifth, Unbelievable. fifth club to do it in, in QBL history. No one has actually three-peated. That's so, the new challenge, isn't it? Yeah, is that a bad omen? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, absolutely thrilled getting the back to back against a, a really quality Cairns group and Jamie O'Loughlin had them playing good basketball awesome. at the right time of year. But, yeah. you know, the final series itself was a, I think a really good showcase of QBL basketball. And, yeah. um, you know, I know we hosted it, but I think... Um, the spectacle of of the whole weekend with with both finals in in one place. Yeah. Um, I think it was a pretty good you know event for for QBL basketball. You know the yep. two sellout crowds. Um, you know we we competed with Jonathan Thurston's last home game yeah. with twenty six thousand people out at the Cowboys on Friday night, and it was still packed to the rafters. And uh-huh. then Saturday night was just bonkers. Um, the atmosphere for the girls mm. game, uh, probably the fourth quarter, mm. third and fourth quarter, second half of that girls game was the loudest I've probably ever heard that for a women's game. So I was there, mm. I was on the board of the fire the very first year, and not even then, some of those games, were they as loud as it was with uh, when the, the Flames started coming back and, and pushing for the lead. So, um, you know, kudos for everyone to getting out there early and making sure they supported the Flames, and they made a lot of noise. And then when PC hit that three, mm. when Baker had a, a really big play, man... Almost lifted the roof off. Yeah, yeah. It was um, the atmosphere was was very very cool in inside the building Saturday night. You know, yeah. that, the end of that girls game, the Flames cut it to one in the fourth quarter. And yep. look, uh, credit to Spartans, that's a quality team. Yeah. Um. You know, I thought our our ladies did as as much as they possibly could, and you know, had had some things gone gone a little differently or gone their way. Yeah. Um. They might have been in in a, in a different position right now. I think if they had got it to a third game on Sunday, it was mm. a bit of a roll of the dice. Yeah. Um, you know, we I thought we looked fresher towards the end of game two and but Spartans are a quality team. You know, yep. Jessica McDowell White was really good. She's um, awesome, yeah. For a for for a young kid, you mm. know, in just a second season and Aja Parham was, was the series MVP and rightly so she was outstanding yeah. for, for Southern District. So they are long, mm. they are tough, yep. and they are they're actually pretty deep as well. Yeah, they, they had are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, kudos to Southern District. So I, I enjoyed watching as much as I could of those games, and they were tough, and they they partied pretty hard too, which was good. Yeah, I, I was excited to see Jess McDowell White obviously having a little bit to do with Will and and Kobe, especially those guys. Are, um, great family, and good to see Jess doing so well before she heads over to, to college. Um, 
yeah, she shot the shit out of it, mm, yeah. led the team around. She's only a teenager, so a yeah. lot of good things to come mm. for her. Yeah, absolutely. But the men's the men's series. It, Actually, before we go to the men's, yeah. what do you think about Mike's comments after the games about the the referees and um, some oh, look, of the I stuff? couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think it is disappointing that the girls' game only gets two referees. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to put the third referee on there. I couldn't agree with them more on that. Like, yep. there's there's no need to not have three referees on those games. No, absolutely not. Semi-finals um, and finals. You know, the, the end of that game and the, the way that it was managed down the stretch was, was uh, you know, disappointing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the interpretation of the... Um, unsportsmanlike foul rule yeah. I don't think was applied correctly and Anthony Fisher gets one at the end of the men's game too, that was which, not an unsportsmanlike. which was not an unsportsmanlike foul yeah. and then that's his second one for the game cause same the first, as Haley's yeah you know then they got they get to, they get tossed out yeah you know, he didn't deserve I, that I, I I don't know how Mike didn't get thrown out of that game <laughs> I don't know how he held himself back enough to not get thrown out of that game because yep. it was um, you, you know, I told him that I, I would have been sent yeah I would have been yeah, out of there. Yeah, it was. Um, he did really well. It, it was. Yeah, he did. He, he he did really well, and I think he handled the, you know, the the inquisition uh, in the press conference professionally as well. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his comments were were spot on. Look, I think it, while the it didn't impact the outcome of the series, I think it it took away some opportunities for them to to be on a level. Yeah. To be on a level, um, and and to be able to play, the way they played all year. And, and not only that, it's just the spectacle of the game. The, That's right. The crowd yeah. were right into it. The two yeah. best teams in the yeah. competition. Yeah, and all of a sudden the focus flipped from yeah. the players to the officials. And that's disappointing. That's, yeah. And that's not why we're here. Correct. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not here to watch the, um, you know, we're not here to watch two people. We're here to watch the the ten great athletes that are on the floor. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it, it. Was for me, you know, obviously disappointing with the outcome, but disappointing how yeah. how the end of that one went. Um, personally, so and Mike was the first one to say that you know it didn't have any outcome that no, he didn't want look, to take no, away from what Southern Districts no, had no, done. No, absolutely not. And you know, I think everyone can recognise that. You know, those calls aside, Southern Districts were, yeah. you know, once again the the, the champions. And, yeah. You know, they 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 won the first game pretty comfortably, and they they ground out a, a good win in the second game. So credit credit to all credit to them. Yeah. Um, for for doing what they did, and look, Rebecca Lewis, the Spartans coach, even agreed with Mike as well. Yeah. Yep. So, and she was on the winning team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 A um, couple of questions from our fans. Uh, this one came from two people. So, Coach Foss, who's a uh, longtime supporter and and uh, uh, helper from our our system, as well as uh, Malcolm Burgess, a great guy from Mackay, mm. a guy that we see around a lot at Mackay basketball. What's the, what's it feel like winning back to back? And uh, I can tell you. Very different feeling. Uh, the first one was, you know, exuberance and trying to get over the hump and you finally get it. A lot of hard work paying off. And the second year, uh, it's, a, it's a different feeling. It's a really different feeling getting it the second year and knowing everyone comes after you every game and you've got that target on your back, but then you're still able to produce. It's more of a relief. Still a lot very exciting, to especially do it at home. Yeah. Jeez, that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really special feeling to, to win back to back and... Obviously, like you were saying before, the plan is to try and get the first ever three-peat, so we'll see who comes back and see what happens. Um, but it's that's the challenge already. We're starting to look forwards. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an enormous challenge putting that group back together that we had this year. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you'll you'll see a very, I think, a very different Townsville Heat group next year. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's going to be, 
you know, near near impossible to bring yep. that that entire group back. Like Harry Froling's going to, to Adelaide; he's going to be a restricted player next year. Yep. Um, you know, Justin Baker in Romania, Josh Wiltshire in, in England, Jordan Jett in Illawarra. Yep. Um, you know, Peter Crawford's going to be thirty nine next year. Yep. Um, you know, hopefully he he wants to continue playing. You know, Brennan McCulley's played over two hundred and something games. Two hundred and sixty, I think he's at now. Sixty odd games. You know, like that's yeah, it, it's. It's going to be challenging to have have this group together again. Ethan Betts, um, obviously off to college, and yep. you, you know, so yeah. Look, you've got these these windows to win championships, and yep. you know, the last two years is probably three years now. Has and we'll go back to the to the Mirko Jerick effect. Um, mm. You know, in two thousand and sixteen, I strongly believe that had we had Mirko that year, we we may be actually talking about the first three Pete in QBL history. Right. Yeah. Right. Right now. So. Um, but look, you, you have these championship windows to win. Um, you know, I feel like ours is still open, but we've got a hell of a lot of work to do. Definitely. Um, to keep it open um, with, with the potential change in the roster that, that could be undertaken. And how good were Cairns at the end of the, the season, the playoffs? Mm. Geez, they played some really good, exciting basketball, and yep. it took everything for us to get over the top of them in both those games, and they yeah, had they a chance to win both of them. Mm, they did. Both margins, four points, and that's without Jolina shooting the ball really well. I mm. think they did a great job on him. Uh, we definitely slowed down Fish as well. Yep. Uh, as much as you can slow him down, I really, really rate uh, Anthony Fish's game. And like I've been spruiking his name with all uh, MB- uh, QBL teams all year. Um, I think he's right there amongst the, the Bozemans and the Twitters and the Wilches. So, yeah, he, he was really tough. And But then the guys that stepped up were Krizlovic and Noelaway. Yeah, Krizlovic has had a really solid series. Noelaway yeah. had a really good series. Yeah. Um, I thought he gave us a lot of trouble with, with his athleticism yep. and... His footwork down low, his activity mm. around the rim, you yeah. know, he, he was really solid for them. Um, he was certainly their best, yeah, I believe, over the, over the two games. But, you know, the the counter punch was, was Harry Froling and Justin Baker, who, right. who were probably the two best players in the series. They're easily the best front court in the QBL. Mm. Easily, yeah. Yep. So, um, uh, Noel Away and, and Jolina are now uh, Taipan's DPs. So, uh, Noel Away is a DP. No, what did I say? Krizlovic and Jolina. And Jolina. I thought Jolina was actually on the roster. No, he's he's a he's, DP. He's a DP, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, this is his last chance as a DP the last year as yeah. at that age. So yep. uh, they they got a pretty big future in front of them, those two guys, and I'm sure they they'll be back there for the Marlins next year. Um, so you know, Cairns will have a pretty good team again next year, and they'll yeah. be the, a really big thorn on our sides for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure Lachlan will be back again. Um, what about for the the girls? Is there a um, can Southern Districts? They turned over their roster a little bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and still managed to mm. climb the ladder. They, they so. had huge turnover from last year. Mm. That, that veteran group of you know Holly Smith and um, Carly Curry, Odette Andrews or o- Odette Isaac. Um, you know that core group that have been there for, through the Siebel years and, yeah. and as juniors as well moved on. And you know they they found you know some really serviceable players yeah um, you know obviously the two imports um Romy Bayer and Ambrosia Anderson were, were two of the best in in the QBL from the the non-Australians um Aja Parham was, was yeah. very very good um Beck Haynes was was really solid for mm. them Jess McDowell White was really good right yeah um they they brought back Ash Taya uh, from Indiana State University so if they can retain her you know that that's a key piece I, I like the the bench with McDowell White and uh Anise, uh, Anise Curvin, um, oh, yeah. uh, young young big as well. So, look, you know, obviously McDowell White goes to college. They won't get her back unless she leaves. Being a Division One school, yeah. so 
yeah, look, I, I mean, it's going to be a, a challenge for them to once again retain the bulk of that roster. But, you know, they've, they've proven over a period of time that, you know, that's their ninth QBL title. Yeah. That's, you know, in men and women, they're, they're the most so dominant, dominant program. Yeah. yeah. I think, so they've had a three-peat in the women's and Mackay have had they a three-peat in the women's yep. as well. Correct. Haven't been done yep. the men's. So. Hasn't been done the men's. Well, yep. that's what they'll be striving for to try and mm. uh, repeat their own three-peat. Yeah. Um, so let's move along to the awards. Um, I don't think there's too many surprises in there, really. No, not for, not for me. You know, Blanchfield is MVP. Well, let's start on the women's side of things. Amanda Johnson, you know, there's a couple of players that could probably, yeah. you know, have an argument about that. Darcy Garbin, you know, the best player on the best team. Yeah. Um, you know, Nat Hurst and, and probably maybe not so much Abby Bishop, but Hurst definitely. Aaron Ellenberg from, from Rockhampton. Yeah. Thought it was pretty good, but, you know, Amanda Johnson carried her team to a 16-2 and two regular season record. Yeah, you can't Ipswich, complain so about you can't, you can't you know, you, you can't have too much of an argument. She's mm. 25 and 14, Yeah, you know, on, on a 16 and 2 team. Right. So that's pretty good. Um, you know, really proud of Money Mike St. Maurice, <laughs> first coach of the year award in his yeah. second season, kind of emulating your journey, exactly. Rodney. Yeah. 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 2016 coach of the year after, yeah, yeah that's my second season. So yeah. next two seasons for him, big things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm really happy for Michael. He's done really well with the local has. juniors yeah. and, and Queensland North juniors. Yeah. So, you know, and, really and it took us, you know, when Mike actually, you know, when Brady departed here for, for Central Queensland, um, you know, we w- undertook a search for a coach and it took some convincing to actually get Mike to apply yeah. for the role and go through the process. Yeah. You know, he, he was so hesitant and, and didn't feel like he was ready for it coming right. off the off the back of an under-14 girls state championship. But, you know, you see his knowledge and the way his, his, his mind works and mm. – his ability to build relationships with players. He's yeah. created such a, a harmonious program. Um, you know, the, the the cohesion between the group this year, yeah. the way that he has that group playing for each other, um, you know. And it really does take that very first year to figure that out. It does. Because yeah. when you, when, like when I first started, I thought, like I've got the, the X's and O's covered. Yeah. And it's like 10% of the job. Mm, that's, you you yeah. have to go through the lumps in the first year. You have to be yelled at by a couple of guys and say why not me and mm. where are my minutes and stuff of like that to try and figure it out in the next year and you actually get it down so he's done a great job of uh, i don't know how many times they turn up in fluoro jerseys or they were doing the nut mm. bushes warm up yeah. and that stuff counts that yeah, stuff really abso- works absolutely you know that, that that's and credit to mike and you know he in his first qbl grand final series he probably mm. overthought things yeah during, during the week as you do yeah you know and you've done it as well and stress yeah. you know he he'll be so much better um from this experience you know yep. he's off to an all australian camp in september okay he's got a bronze medal around his neck from a national championship so yep. certainly one of the leading female or you know leading women's coaches right. in, in our state yeah um right now there's, there's not too many that do it better than mike um, going around so look I'm yeah, really proud of what he's done with our program and um, and Townsville have both the under 23 youth players yes, of the year Harry Froling and, and Mila Goodchild yeah, uh, straight forwards right yeah, can't even argue with that didn't someone suggest someone from Ipswich would have been a chance oh yeah Kate um, Rachel Mate Rachel Mate or yeah Kate Head or something Yeah, come on know. stop it yeah Mila Goodchild's going to be an opal absolutely she mark is. my words yeah. she is yeah. fucking good yeah yeah, and you know you, you can't uh, even Mount an argument against either of those two players. Miller's 18 points, you know, 18 points and only seven boards and four assists a game. Harry would 19. have been handy in the finals. Yes, she would have. Yeah. yeah, Harry at 19, 19 points and nearly 12 boards a game. Yeah, you know, you can't on the two best teams in the league. Yeah, in the regular season or, and or equal. Yeah, yeah. yeah equal best. Yep, 
Yeah. And you, you, both of those, the the biggest thing is that you forget that they're so young. Mm. They're both so young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and our man Luke Can, Coach of the Year in the men's. Congrats, yep. Luke. Um, I definitely voted for Luke for the, the Coach of the Year, and I thought he did a great job yep. turning that program around and, and getting them to where they were. Had a great uh, end of the season, especially uh, in the, the regular season. And, um, yeah, took a lump in the to a really flying Cairns team in that yeah. semifinal. So uh, that's tough. That is really tough for him to finish yeah. like that, but he'll be motivated by that as well. Um, and, yeah, our guy Todd Blanchfield, really happy for Vinny um, to be able to get that MVP, and I really think he deserved it. Um, he played awesome basketball, and not just offensively. He yeah, was he, a stopper. Yeah, he, was, he was the best two-way player in the in the league this year. Easily. Yep. Yep. Um, All-star fives. Yeah. Can't argue with them. Exactly how I'd voted him. So I can't yep. argue with the, the men's one. Bozeman, yep. Twitter, Blanchfield, Young, Frolling. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Cole Harvey. Uh, I can't see a spot in there outside no. of Blanchfield, Young, and Frolling to put no, him in sorry. there. So, so I can't help you. Had a, had a nice year on a, you know, a mediocre team. Yeah. But yeah, not, not, um, not, not at those guys' level. What about the girls? Any surprises in there? Uh, no, not for me. Hurst, Cox, Johnson, Garvin, Bishop, you know, Ash Taya could maybe mount an argument, Romy Bayer, Ambrosia Anderson from Southern Districts, but, you know, they just had such a, a spread of talent. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they in a balanced attack, they didn't have like a, you know, like Hurst and, Hurst and Bishop contribute 80% of the yeah. offense for, for Sunshine Coast Phoenix. Yeah. Um, you know, the the two best players on, on the best regular season team in the league get, get in with, with um, Mick and, and Darcy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I... I can't see any any arguments. Yeah, good job to the coaches on all those awards. I think mm. definitely know what they're talking about there, and they got yep. the the right people in the right places. Um, another message from uh, this one was from our Twitter from Josh Bristow. Uh, what do you make of Trigger to Rocky? Any comments on that one, Greg? Yeah, it's um. He's a GM now, so yeah. just um, looking at his uh, interview from yesterday out of Mackay. He said that might be, he didn't lock it down, but it might be the end of his playing career. Yeah. Look, you, you, let's talk about the Mackay side of it first. Yep. Um, it leaves an, an, a gaping hole mm-hmm. um, in their program. Um, not only did they have a, a quality person, they had a quality coach um, who probably had the hardest job in the league yeah. as a player coach. Yep. Um, and they had a, you know, potentially the best QBL player ever. Of all time. Of all time. Yep. On their roster. Um, and they've got to fill all of those spots. You've you got to fill all those spots. Yeah. Um, because you look at that group the last two years, they have been a happy group. Yeah. They have been an engaged group. And I think that's part of, or it's a big contributor to Trig building positive relationships yep. within that group and, and managing people. Yep. You know, not having the world's best X's and O's or you know, the best out-of-time-out plays or, or whatever it may be. It, yeah. it's, he has guys playing for each other and for what's on the front. So that's going to be hard. I, I actually thought it was hard just to watch them in on replays. He never used a whiteboard in timeouts because he's obviously still sweating. He's still yeah. puffing. So be able to do playing and then be able to speak it without writing on a whiteboard must be really hard for him and the players as yeah. well. So he had a tough job. Yep. Um, but yeah, Mackay are gonna really struggle to find that. So they so said yesterday they want to try and lock down that coach's spot as well, soon as they can. You have to. You can't start recruiting no. players um, w- without uh, you know without a head coach in place. So is there anyone um, that you can think of that would want to put their hand up for that job, or that you 
are available to take oh, that job? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, yeah. you know, it's a good program to go into. You, you've got a healthy budget. Yep. You know, you have a great home home venue to play in. You, yep. You've got some established locals there. Like, you know, talk about Blitzars and Gambling and Wicks now. Yeah. Um, you know, Rasmussen, if he goes again, Chris Cedar, if he goes again. Kyle, uh, not Kyle Harvey, Luke, Luke Harvey. Luke Harvey should return next year from yep. his, um, from his overseas soiree. So, look, I mean, it, it's got an established culture. Um, you you have to bring in someone that is going to command the respect of players. Though. Mm. Um, you, you know, handing the handing the keys to a, you know, someone that runs on the board yeah. as a player and or a coach is you know, is not going to be mm. the the ideal outcome. Could we see a Joel Carlu return mm. to to the MAC? Um, do they have enough to you know professionally to keep him engaged? Um, with, with what he's trying to do. Be interesting for him. That'd be almost like a step backwards. Yeah. He's trying to keep on moving forwards, but still he, you want to keep on coaching. You want a job. That's so. right. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, see, like I'm, know, I'm sure uh, they'll put it Australia-wide and even, uh, you know, worldwide yeah. to well, see well, who, who they can get. Who's, well, we know that Braden Hasselhurst is leaving Sun, uh, Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he would be suitable in Mackay. Um, they, they need someone who has... I think a greater proven track record, mm. you know, greater proven track record of success. Yeah, it's hard to think about. Yeah, I know I've put you on the spot here, but yeah, that it's a, it's a really tough one. But look, I, I mean, they they've been at the top now for for a little while. Yeah, um, they went back to back in 2011, 12. Mm -hmm. um, I was there for the 2012 one. Uh, we missed the playoffs in 13 by virtue of a shitty playoff system. Yeah, um, 2014 runners up to Rocky in 2014. Won it in 15. Yep. Um, Lost in quarterfinals in sixteen, lost in grand finals in seventeen, lost in semifinals in eighteen. Yeah. So since two thousand and and I think they they finished second. They lost to Rocky in two thousand and ten. So you know that's nine years now of sustained playoff basketball aside from the two thousand and thirteen year. What if they can entice another person that could be another along the lines of the same player coach like you know Reese Martin's been. Yeah, Reese Reese has player, been, been there. Mark, Mark Worthington potentially. Oh yeah. You know, does does Wertho take a look at that gig? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Reese is familiar with yeah. with Mackay basketball. That's for sure. Yep, very interesting. Very, so very, very interesting. We'll the see other, what the, the other issue is going to be their front court. You know, um, yep. Titus Robinson signed in Japan. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Japanese league plays well and truly into yeah. into the midst of the QBL season. So you're probably not going to see him return to there. Yeah. Um, and and Trig. Yep, you know, their their front court now looks like Brad Rasmussen. Yeah, they've yeah. got to definitely get you, some. You know, so you fill one one role with um, and then with, if you want with, Blanchfield with back, he will, he'll be restricted he'll this be, year for be sure. Restricted this year for sure. So you know, it's 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 challenging um, as as we all know to to recruit those unrestricted guys that yeah. that can contribute positively to to the program. And um, Wade certainly got a a big task ahead of him there. Um, Not even sure if Chris Cedar's going to come back too. Well, that's going to be yeah. a massive hole. Well, that's right. Yeah, if Toff if Toff does decide to to hang him up, then yeah, that is a that's a huge huge hole to fill. Not not only for his on court production, but his leadership as well. Yeah, that's um, right. And again, he's he's the guy that you know. I guess maybe you say outside looking in, perceived to be Trigg's right hand man in, yeah, in, yeah. in terms of 
keeping guys engaged yep. and on the right on the right. And track. by the way, only might have been this last week named the captain of the Indigenous Australian mm. team. There you go. That's fucking massive, Toff. Mm. I was so happy yeah. for him when he uh, he got that one. I think that's his second time as captain. It, it could be because it yeah. was the, the first series they ever played. He was captain of that well, one as well. That's yeah. that's a massive achievement for him, and I know he's yeah. really proud uh, being Indigenous Australian. Mm. So to be able to captain that team if it's the second time, just unbelievable. Yeah. Next local legend for Townsville, perhaps. Be great to see his name flapping up in the breeze up there. But yeah, it's it's interesting times. What about the Rockhampton side of things? Do you reckon so Trigg will be well, they need a big guy. So well, absolutely. And him be, and him and Neil Tweedy obviously have a, a long history. Um played in Rocky before and won a championship. Uh, or no, maybe not. No, no, I don't think they did. No. Um, we Southern Districts, we beat them in two thousand and six. Uh, Trigg was there then. I, I can't remember how many years he spent there. Um, but I, I don't know if they ever won one um, mm. while, while he was there, but certainly has a... He wasn't had, in that 2008 one. No. He'd moved on from no, there. No, he was at Northside by then, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but certainly has history with the Rockhampton basketball, has history with, with you know, Central Queensland now with Mackay, so yep. he understands the culture, understands, you know, the I guess the political dynamics yeah. and how they work. You know, it's a, it is a different challenge, um, you know, running an association. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's... Look, and Rocky's not a big association, mm. um, so how much how how much resources is, is he going to have? Do they have a full time basketball development officer? Yeah, um, obviously they are in their own facility. They have a a well and truly established QBL program. I know Matt Neeson when he was there didn't have that much hands on with the QBL. Um, it's obviously still done by their their QBL committee, um, and and has been for a long time. So. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the... I don't think he'll retire either, by the way. I think he'll think, play. I think he'll play too. Yeah. Um, yeah, won't be able to help himself. Yeah, I know. Um, but I think, um, you know, it depends on how the, the role looks for him. Yeah. You, you know, is it a is it a business role or is it a basketball role? Yeah, yeah. You know, is it recruiting sponsors and, you know, facilitating the QBL program or is it delivering the, the core business of competitions, membership, yeah, you know, school-based recruitment programs, yeah, representative development programs. You know, is that the crux of what Rockhampton want from Trigg? So, certainly going to be a, mm. a a good challenge for him moving into the next stage of his professional. Have his hands full. Absolutely will. Yeah, um, but you know, like he's he has the work ethic and the drive, and you know the the people skills to succeed. Yeah, um, and I think he'll do really well in that role in Rockhampton basketball. And look, there's. There's plenty of people out there who he can lean on for support. Yeah. Um, you know, where we're all trying to work together to make basketball yeah. in this state as, as good as it can be. And, you know, we, you know, everyone just picks up the phone, hey, what do you think about this? And I can pick up the phone and call Mike in Cairns or, mm. you know, Wade and Mackay or what do you think about this? And, you know, how, how can we improve what we do? So, yeah. you know, the network of, of people are there and intrigues well and truly ingrained in that network over a number of years. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be a fun challenge, and interesting to see how that role evolves for him. And yeah. look, I, I think he'll he'll suit up for the Rockets next year. I reckon he will yeah. for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So recently, uh, started last week, the Seabull announced they were uh, Basketball Australia were ending their funding with the Seabull. Mm. They weren't so going to one, one more year, one one last season of the Seabull next year. Are they? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, they're hoping to move towards more of a state based thing instead of an interstate. So. Yep. Uh, that would then uh, flourish into an Australian Championship. Uh, what do you think of that decision by Basketball Australia for starters? Was it because they were losing too much money on it or they didn't see uh, that the Seabull was working? 
I don't know how you can lose money on it because it's a user pay system. I don't. Yeah, well, yeah. unless they were trying to fund, they had to fund teams to be in it. Well, I, I don't think they did. Okay. You, you know, like. So why why scrap it? Something that is clearly working then. Well, it, this is my perception of it. Um, you have the NBL and the WNBL. Yep. Our national competitions. Yep. Then you have all the state-based leagues, QBL, uh, QBL WASBL, yep. uh, the Central Premier League, Waratah, Big V. And then you have Siebel, which sits somewhere in between. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah, and it's fun. Well, it's well, sanctioned it, yeah, by it's sanctioned by Basketball Australia. It's not governed by Basketball Victoria or BSA or yep. or Basketball TAS or Basketball ACT. All yep. these, you know, people or, or state bodies that have teams who play in it. Mm. So it's actually a Basketball Australia competition. Yeah. So it kind of sits in between the NBL and the state leagues. Yeah. You know, so why are we from this is maybe Basketball Australia's model? Well, why are we, why do we have this competition that? What does it actually do? Yeah, yeah. What what's it meant to be? Yeah. Is it the second tier of of the NBL and WNBL? Yeah. Because there's so much talent in all these other state leagues that is as good or better than yeah. the Siebel. So mm-hmm. is it okay? Well, here you go, Basketball Victoria. Here you go, Basketball SA. Yeah. Here's you you guys go and do it. Um, you know, and then Big V moves down one rig. Yeah. One, one rug. Yeah. So. You know, you maybe so, maybe it's the the basketball Victoria Premier League. I I, I don't know. Um, but what they've said is they they won't sanction it under a private, you yeah, know, private model. So that that then it couldn't run if it wasn't sanctioned by Basketball Australia. Correct. So that's pretty much yep. rules that out. So the Victorian Premier League is going to start up. Um, obviously, uh, Canberra and Aubrey Wodonga would have to go and play in the Waratah League. Then Mount Gambier would have to go and play in the Central um, yep. Yep. Uh, Premier League. So yep. Uh, by the sounds of it, all the Adelaide teams don't want to make that trip out to Mount mm. Gambier. Yeah. So they're kind of stuck in the, the middle of nowhere. Well, um, it happened with Mildura when they left Siebel yeah. um, a number of years ago and they tried to get into mm. um, the BSA Premier League and they said, well, no, we're not, we're not driving to Mildura yeah. once a year. So, um, yeah, look, it's... And then the, the Tasmanian teams are going to be mm. part of the Victorian Premier League. Well, they have to be because there's, to. Not, there's not enough to... Yeah. You know, the, the Hobart... Um, or the oh, what was it? the Huskies? Yeah, that their NBL bid is gaining so much momentum. Yep, you know, but there's only two teams in Tassie, right? Northwest Tassie and Hobart Chargers. Uh-huh. So there's not enough to have a true state league. Yeah, so those guys need to 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 play in that in that league. And and look, I from someone who spent I played 177 games in the Seawall um, with basketball, uh, the AAS and Southern Districts. Mm-hmm. You know, how many of our current national team men and women have not played in the Seawall. Yeah. A lot of them have gone through there. A, a lot of them. Yeah. Almost all. Almost all. Yeah. Yeah. All the QPL. Almost all, like in, in the Seawall at some point in time. Yeah. So this is a, you know, it's now a chink in the pathway. Like where do you play this this COE team? Yeah, we, that's we another. Glo- global Academy team. Right. Like, you know, do you plug them into the Waratah League? They'd probably win the Waratah League. I would say they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, I hopefully, so, hopefully there's a there's a rhyme to you know a method to the madness or a rhyme to the reason or yeah. however you want to put it. But you know, having not having that you know true multi-state second tier league and look, Brisbane were the Queensland, the Spartans were the Queensland representatives for eight years, nine nine years. Um, they 
nine, ten, ten years they were in that league. Yeah. Um, you know, so it became almost a true second tier national competition. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is an expensive thing to play in because of the amount of travel. You know, when we played at Southern Districts, it was, you know, eight weekends away. Wow. Where you're okay. playing doubles or triples. Yeah. You know, the QBL for, for us is five. Yeah. You know, so it's a significant amount of travel. You know, it's 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 a big thing to do it. It was 14 home games a year. It was a 28-game regular season when, yep. when we were in it. So it, it's certainly a, a a much, much bigger league than, than the rest of the country has. Um, you know, WA, probably the, the second most games. You know, mm. some of these guys playing 30 games. Yeah, WA this, play this, a lot. This, this season, they're still playing 48 minutes. They too, do, so. yeah. Yeah, look. I, so what I'm mm. I'm excited about the Australian Championships. So you know, get either the top two teams from each uh, competition, or maybe the top four play some home game quarterfinals, and then go to a central location and play that over, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and get a national championship. Yeah, I love that back in the ABA days, the CBA days. Um, you know, Cairns, Rockhampton were successful on winning that. Yep. Uh, the the women's uh, Townsville Flames were were doing it. Everyone that I talked to have said when Queensland started winning them all, that's when they scrapped it, mm. which is a great point. Um, but I wanted to have a think about who was going to be the in the championships this year from each of the states. So I went and had a look. Townsville Heat, obviously. Uh, the Southern Tigers won the uh, Premier League in um, South Australia. Um, I think we'd have them covered with two imports, Sam Johns and... Two guys I've never heard of before, Hamish Stord and Brandon Bryan as their starters. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Hobart Chargers from the Seabull. Um, There's your national championship game. Yeah, it would be. Chargers 100%. versus Heat. Yeah. Craig Moller's their leading scorer, plays pretty much the whole game. They've got two imp- uh, Matthew Angmuo, yep. uh, who's been playing really well Trey, as well. Trey Nichols. Trey Tiri, Nichols. Tiri, Tiri Masunda's a really solid guard. Um, yeah. Stanwicks as well is, is really good. He's been around a long time, so that would be a tough game. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, so the Newcastle Hunters won the Waratah League and a high-scoring seventy-three sixty-seven win over the North Bears. Oh, Joshy Morgan's still going around playing forty minutes. Josh is a year older than me. Um, played juniors in in New South Wales. Okay. Um, uh, Thornton played forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Thornton was an import. Um, Damon Thornton played in. Uh, That's his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. And that, uh, assistant coach Larry da- uh, Davidson. I think he was a head coach a couple of years ago he when was. Rusty played for him. How's this? Larry Davidson played in the Newcastle Falcons with my dad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can shoot. Yeah. Can shoot. Yeah. Um, yep. And the other team from Western Australia, their finals are on this weekend. The Jundalup. Uh, Jundalup. What did I say? Jundalup. Jundalup. A. A. Jundalup Wolves yep. uh, playing Perry Lakes. And it looks like Jundalup will get that done. Um, Triana Lattis, who used to play a little bit of NBL. Jalen Bilt was one of their imports. Uh, Robert Huntington, Reese Maxwell, Brian Sullivan um, are their main players. Uh, Damian, they play Damian Mataz is, is you he know, comes off the bench. He's yeah. been around a, a little while now. So, so I, I, I'm saying Hobart Chargers versus the Townsville Heat in the finals, and I, I'm going to pick myself to take that one. But it's going to it's exciting just to think about it. I would love to go and represent the QBL yeah. because we've been spruiking it for two years yeah. on how great the the QBL is. Where so, do you do it? Well, Body was talking about doing it in Gold Coast. Yep. Um, yeah. I'd, you you got to have somewhere where there's going to be a crowd and people are going to go and, and watch the spectacle. Yeah. So you have to have it at one of the... the Hobart. 
Hobart had 4,000 people yeah, to no, their Seagull final. At, at the old Derwent Entertainment Centre. Yeah. Um, I'll book my flight. Yeah. Look, I, I, you've, you've got to have it somewhere where one of the teams are playing. Yeah. Because otherwise, I guess it just becomes like a, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. I remember playing in one at – played in one in Bendigo. Where Bendigo were playing. We played Hobart in the national final and got beat. Um, Dave Buer had – by Hobart, coincidentally. This oh, is yeah. the AAS one, yeah. Okay. Um so that was 2002, uh, 2006. He was a good state league player. Dave Buer. Buer. Yeah. Very good. So Dave Buer, um, Robert Robert Inches was was in the backcourt. Mark Banovich, I think, might have been the leading scorer in the Seawall that year. Okay. Uh, Mark Nash. Yeah. Uh, Willie Joseph. A couple of names from the past there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a really good Chargers team. That was a really fun grand yeah. final. Anthony Stewart um, coaching this team too. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one I played, that was in Newcastle. Um which was a really cool venue because they had such a, you know, the, the multiple show courts kind of thing. Yep. So we got beat by Geelong, um, who ended up winning the thing. So we got who was beat. the coach of that Geelong team? Um, that would have been Mark Leader. Okay. At the time, yeah, yeah, played a lot of zone under Mark Leader. Jamal oh, yeah. Brown was on that team. Uh, Nathan Herbert. Yeah. Um, Jamie Medved, who's still there now. So yeah, we we had a we had a pretty pretty nice Southern Districts team that year that we won the QBL in two thousand six. Uh, myself, Blair Smith, Benny Thompson, Penny Nasalo, Maddie Edmonds, uh, Frank Drimmick. Wow, yeah, nice team. It was a nice team. Yeah, yeah. We, and we run into you know the best team in the nation in the first round. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know, but it's still. They're, they're really good weekends. I, I remember Matty Edmonds doing the dunk comp on <laughs> halftime of the men's final off his head. Really? Oh, he's so drunk. <laughs> Throwing down windmills and lefty leaners. Really? Drunk as, drunk as a skunk, Matty Edmonds. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's exciting to think about it. Um, you know, if that's what has to happen to, to mm. bring the country together and play a national championship, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Obviously, it's got to be played straight after the season. So, guys, it's it does. Here. It, has, it has to be the week after. Yeah. It has to be the week directly after. Yeah whenever the last league finishes. And it, it might mean that then all the leagues need to align yeah, that's as right. well. So, we're, hey, we're yes. all playing our grand finals on this weekend. So, yep. WA is still going. Yeah. They play like 32 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just relax with Western Australia. Yeah. If, we, if it's going to happen, um, you know, everyone has to be aligned. It can't be like a three-week gap and be like, hey, we're going to play national final now. Yeah. We've got no players. Right, yeah. So, you know, we Will, Josh Wiltshire got married this morning. He did. In, in England. Left Congrats, Monday. Wilch. Yeah. Um, Second you know, ring. Justin Baker finally found his way to Bucharest about 38 hours later. It took forever. Jordan Jett is is already in Minnesota for yep. a week before he resumes with Illawarra and Harry Follings in Adelaide. So mm. about five starters, only Peter Crawford's here, <laughs> and he's old. <laughs> he is old. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, interesting. Um, you know, lots to talk about there today. Um, really excited for Trigar to get a new challenge in Rocky. Uh, really happy for all the guys that got there. Awards this year as well, uh, especially the two coaches because that's who I'm around a lot. Mm. Um, both Mike and Luke, great guys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think all the award winners were really deserving. So, you know, it's a really good wrap on the season. Uh, the two games were really f- hard fought. Uh, great atmosphere at the finals. So, you know, like, again, we've been spruiking the QBL on how good it is, both men's and women's, and it really had, did produce this year. Yeah, um, Really exciting season. And, you know, I, I think it was probably one of the strongest talent-wise ever. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, great, great things to come for the QBL. And I'm really excited for next year already. Um, any other thoughts on, on this QBL season, Greg? Oh, or looking that, forwards, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some changes. Um, you know, 
changes the point system maybe um you know there's going to be significant player movement as we always see yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next god we've got to wait so long yeah i know what is it like nine months now until we get qbl basketball back yeah. so um yeah we we build so much momentum and then it's just like it's done yeah yeah you know um the, you know there's still this buzz around our program about winning and having our girls in the final so yeah we're, we're certainly going to capitalize on that and we're going to be you know, there's some things that we didn't quite get done this year that we wanted to get done. Um, obviously, one is a is a women's title. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I think what speaking from a Townsville point of view, what we've done in the digital space um, with the live streams and yep. you know the the content and the graphics and and things like that that we've done, we can grow that. You know, do a little bit more next year, be yep. a little bit better again. Um, you, you know, just it, it would be. You know, we, we've created such a, an advantageous position to try and capitalize on. Yeah. How how do we do that? Yeah. How can we continue to be innovative? How can we be have a a better roster next year? Yeah. You know how can we be more professional with with what we do on and off the court? I can remember thinking about it after our 2017 season. Like we can't come back with the same team. We have to be better. Mm, that's right. So yep. you know it's always trying to get better because every team comes after you. Every team wants well, to, well, that's to be right. better you as know, well. You look at I think a lot of rosters constructed were constructed this year to beat Townsville and Mackay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a, a lot of them were. Yep. Um, like, well, okay, we we have to beat. You know how do we combat Blanchfield? Yeah. How do we combat Baker and Wiltshire? Yeah. You know, well, we added Froling and Jet. Yeah. You know, Mackay added Robinson and Larkins. Yeah. You know, to Cedar and Trigar and Blanche. Mm. You know, so they got better. Yeah. And, and you know, we we got better. And now, how do you how do you keep getting better? The chess piece is all yeah, got to try and align now. Hey, it's you, unbelievable. You, you know, like Rockhampton were different this year than yeah. we've ever seen them in the past. Yeah. Do they go back to what they had before yeah. with another a traditional big from? Well, if and they can get triggers, a nice little unrestricted big guy. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, you know, him being able to play 25 minutes and tre- 15 minutes of Trevor Corrigan. Yeah. It's pretty know, good. That, that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty solid with a, with an import four and, yeah. you know, well, J- James Mitchell and Jack Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the three, four. And then all of a sudden you can have, you know, um, who was the little dude they had the year before? Chris. Chris someone. Yeah. Chris. God damn it. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, him and him and Ray Willis, or him and Malcolm Bernard in the backcourt. If you yeah. have those three up front, so Chris, I can't remember Fowler, Fowler, Chris Fowler, Chris Fowler. Yes, you, you know, so they're 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 going to be different. What are the South teams going to going to do to retool? Yeah, you know, is everyone going to keep investing at the level they are now? Yeah, yeah, yep. And all the teams going to be back. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, change 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 will always occur, and and how do you how do you combat it, and how do you best prepare yourself to yep. to be better than you were this year? Um, you know, I know that me, you, and Mike have already started discussions about how our rosters are going to look, and who, what, you know, where were we deficient? You know, who's potentially not going to be here? Yeah. Um, who do we potentially want to get? Yeah. Um, so, and you know, you guys have depth charts, and we just work our way down them. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously our depth chart looks like Wiltshire, Jet, Crawford. Baker frolic. Yeah, that's right. You know, and everyone else fills in under that because yeah. it'd be nice to, to return the same group. But as I spoke about, it might not be possible. Yeah. So who's next? The exciting. Yep. And uh, while we're talking about exciting times, it's been really exciting to, to bring the podcast to you guys every week. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys downloading and subscribing and uh, listening to us uh, through all the different platforms we've got it on. So thank you very much. Uh, our subscriptions and our downloads just keep on going up and up. So you know, it's been really exciting to, to go on the road and hear from you guys and get um, 
you know, text messages and Facebook messages and, and tweets and stuff from all the, the people who listen. And uh, so it's really been exciting. And not, not all of them have been uh, great, but that's what it's all about. Everyone's got an opinion. And so we want to hear from you as well. Um, so thank you very much for listening to the QBL Long and Short Podcast. And will, will, will we be back? Sure. Why not? For the NBL? Why not? We might even have uh, some more special guests with yeah. the NBL stuff. Yeah, why not? Let's do it again. Excellent. That was pretty fun last year. It was. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to be a really good season as well oh with the NBL. Goodness. Yeah. You know, we just we just finished the best QBL season ever. Yeah. This Look could at be the, the talent best. in the NBL. Like uh-huh. has, I, I don't think I've ever seen it like this. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Putting it down here first, our first guest will be Andrew Bogut on the NBL Long and Short Podcast. Bold statement from Rodney Lock Anderson. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock there it you go. in. So we're not going to do a podcast until we get Bogut. That's right. <laughs> He'll come on. Yeah. He'll come on. It'll be great. So, yeah, uh, look out for the uh, NBL Long and Short Podcast. But thank you very much for listening to the QBL Long and Short Podcast.